1: Amen. Amen. It's time to go to church Here
0: to preach to the choir from the bully pulpit Pastor Micah Beckwith 93 WIBC it is the Kendall and Casey show I'm Rob Casey's here Let's go to the drivehubler.com hotline Joined by the conservative voice, Uh, Casey, you were out last week. We dubbed Micah not only the um, conservative voice of Indiana, but now he's also the conservative voice of America. Oh, fantastic. Upgrade. (laughs) Oh, Micah, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Micah. (laughs) Hey, Micah.
1: Hey, Hey, Casey. If you were president, you'd be Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so
0: Beckwith, I have a very serious question for you to start our show today, because I was told in the many months leading up to the election that I had to vote for Todd Young because there would be mass accountability, and you guys would hold him accountable. And in the first days after the re-election, he not only voted uh, for Mitch McConnell to be the leader in the Senate, he then went out and voted for the... uh, the, what I think is totally ridiculous, the idea that government should be involved in marriage. When does the accountability start? Is there like a group meeting that everyone can attend? Is, is this like a first of December thing? Where can everybody join the accountability club? Because there doesn't seem to be much accountability.
1: Well, listen, I've said it before, Rob, you act like this is some somebody that I wanted to vote for. It wasn't that I wanted to vote for. I just knew he was going to be better than our options. I mean, Tom McDermott was terrible. And what do you think we would have gotten if we would have voted for that guy in the office? And so it's not a, hey, this is, you know, we thought Todd was going to do an amazing job. No, he wasn't. Like, he wasn't doing a, de- a decent job, in our opinion, and as conservatives. It was just the, the bad... Uh, the, the bad best choice essentially. And so we, uh, we had, we, we just kind of had to vote for him and hold our nose. And, and I think the accountability always happens. I don't think it ever starts or stops. And I've had a lot of people who have texted me and said, Hey, I'm, I'm right. I'm calling his office. This is unacceptable. The, uh, supporting this uh, this this marriage bill that basically uh, un- undoes the sanctity of marriage the way that God designed it to be is unacceptable, and so i think that 's what we have to do. We just have to keep letting them know. And and we also have to start, I was thinking about it this morning. We need to start early on getting a machine together together to primary him in in six years. I know it's a long ways away. I know people, you know, forget a lot about what happened six years ago, but but we need to start like running people who will say, hey, we're going to get the signatures, to get on the ballot, to primary him. That's where the battle has to be fought, because if we don't come out I mean, look at the turnout in in our primary elections in Indiana. It's it's pathetic. And then people they, they come to the general and they're like, why do we have all these bad candidates? And you're like, well, because you didn't come out and support good candidates in the primary. So, so it really is on us, the people, this is why we're in the boat we're in with Todd young is because we're, we're not getting behind good primary candidates and supporting them. So uh, we've got to, we've got to do that next time around. So that's, it's accountability all the time. It's not a start or a stop kind of thing. It's You have to hold them accountable all the time.
0: Wow, that was just the most glorious <laughs> ringing endorsement I think I've ever
1: heard. Hold your nose.
0: It's the best of the worst. It's, no, I mean, what do, you,
1: what do you want? I mean, Casey, like it, you know, you're, it sounds like Rob is rubbing off on you. This is not good. Now I feel like it's <laughs> two against one right now. I, I thought you were on my you're side, You're the one Casey. who said
0: I didn't want to vote for him, but I had to.
1: Well, what would you have done? I mean, what, what else could you have done? You in have the to general? punish what?
0: these people, Micah. You have to make it hurt because when you <laughs> don't make it hurt, and there is not just two options on the ballot. There was a third. When you don't make it hurt, they laugh at you, and that's what Todd Young does. He laughs at Republicans just like Eric Holcomb laughed at Republicans, conservatives, because he knows they will not betray the Republican Party. You got to make it yeah. hurt.
1: But you can do that without burning the house down. And that's, that's the argument. How Do you do you totally burn everything to the ground? Because if Tom McDermott got in there, he not only would have done this uh, destroying the sanctity of marriage thing, he would have gone after our Second Amendment rights. He would have gone after our First Amendment rights. He would have gone after – I mean, he would have pushed for abortion. I mean, so you're burning the whole house down if you give it over to Tom. And I do think there's a time and a place – To turn somebody over to satan and say all right here you go have a nice day but we are we are in we're all on the titanic here and i would like to maybe avoid hitting the iceberg if we can help it but at some point to your and i get it at some point the lord just kind of says all right i'm gonna the whole ship's going down and and it's going to rain on the righteous and the unrighteous but but i would like to see it not happen that way if at all possible so that's why i'm i'm trying to hold him accountable and and I did text him uh, right you know after he voted for the for that uh, pathetic excuse of a of a marriage bill and and I said uh, I said what are you thinking? And he did said, well, you know, it's going to protect our religious uh, liberties. And I said, how so? And he he put me in touch with his legal counsel. So I'm going to have a call with her. <laughs> hey, wait, 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 wait. I think we're I think we're bearing the lead
0: here. You have Todd Young's phone number, right? <laughs>
1: Yes, I do. I do. Uh,
0: would you uh, hear in about six-ish <laughs> minutes if you were to just uh, slide that no. over on a piece of paper? Uh, I know some people that would be very interested
1: in that. No, that's uh, – yeah. So I am uh, – I, I know what you would do with that, Rob. You would uh, you would abuse that. How about no? Uh,
0: okay, so Micah Beckwith is our uh, a guest. Uh, okay, so do you have – Any of these uh, likely underachievers that you're supporting yet in the race for governor or uh, if indeed Braun gets in U.S. Senate, are there people that stand out uh, to you who you'll be telling us to vote for and then as soon as we vote for them, we'll have to be holding them accountable and we can't hold them accountable and then you won't give me their phone number to hold them accountable? Do we have anybody so far that stands out to you, Micah?
1: Listen, I think we've got a slate of really good candidates right now uh, that are, or at least potential candidates that I've been hearing. They're all going to be a hundred times better than eric holcomb i mean like let's just be honest like holcomb has been just a disaster when it comes to upholding constitutional conservative values everybody knows it. even the state legislature knows it. they had to override his veto you know on multiple occasions and 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 so anyway all that to say i like um there's there's multiple people but i think uh eric doden's already in the race he's someone that i think is worth checking out he's a Conservative, uh, I think he's got a good head on his shoulder. I've I've uh, brought him in to talk to the Hoosier Leadership series that I run. He's done a great job. Suzanne Crouch, I've actually been kind of impressed with her and her boldness. She's really pushing back on kind of the establishment right now, in my opinion, and she's speaking out and saying some of the tough things that need to be said. And I I and listen. I I would have said if you six months ago, I said ah, I think Suzanne Crouch is just going to be another Holcomb. But I don't think that's the case. I think she is uh, she's a fighter. I think she's got a really strong uh, foundational uh, core conservative kind of values.
0: Are you feeling okay? Are you all right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, blink twice Why? if you're if blink Why? twice if you're in danger, Micah, because it sounds like you just said Suzanne Crouch, who is Eric Holcomb's lieutenant governor, would be a good no, choice. No, no.
1: Listen, first of all, I didn't say that she's necessarily going to be the best choice, but I've been been impressed. I'm watching what I'm seeing from her right now on the campaign trail, and she's doing a good job. And can I just point out this one little uh, thing that we seem to all forget? Go ahead and attack
0: me for being nice to farmers. (laughs) I already know where you're going. Go ahead. No, go ahead. It's
1: fine. So you brought in Suzanne Crouch about a year ago to ask her all the tough questions. Then you talk about farming, and that was it. It was the most weak sauce Interview I've ever heard. My mom from Michigan called me. She said, Was that Rob Kendall? I, that didn't sound anything like Rob. What? I thought it was going to be a tough. A tough, uh, you know i made, I made an
0: egreg- i made an egregious mistake of agreeing to an interview to promote a specific topic and didn't sandbag the interviewee i'm a terrible person now micah, and, I farming, and i can't wait when beckwith runs for congress casey here in a couple years you're gonna give him the, the questions to, to, to run no he's gonna run against farming i can't wait <laughs> to see true. it micah you said that uh suzanne is answering the tough questions and that she's speaking out give me an example
1: well, the first thing was uh, when the CDC came out just a, a couple weeks ago and said that uh, they're they're putting the vaccine on the the schedule of recommended uh, children's vaccines, mm-hmm. and and we know where this is heading. All the schools now are going to say, "Well, the CDC told us to do it." When it's just it's this finger pointing thing where the CDC isn't necessarily mandating it, but the schools are going to blame them. And mm-hmm. so she came out right away. And she said, listen, our kids are not the they're not the um, owned by the CDC or the government. They are the parents. It's the parents right to choose if these kids get vaccinated or not and nobody else. And listen, from from the Holcomb administration, you've never heard that. I've never heard anyone on the Holcomb team say, hey, kids belong to the parents, not the state. You would think it was the opposite way from from what they've been pushing the last two and a half years. It's the, the, the kids are the state's resources and you do what the state tells you to do or else. And so I was really impressed when she came out. And I do know from the, from the inner workings, uh, like, she got some pushback from her, you know, establishment friends for saying that. And I said, okay, hey, that's good. That, that impressed me that she was willing to come out. And, and you can go on her social media. You can see that. And it was a great statement. And so that was just one example of, of her stepping out and saying, hey, I'm not going to go along with the narrative from the CDC or the World Health Organization parents make that make those calls uh
0: micah beckwith is our guest before we let you go i have to tell a story from church on sunday uh, we <laughs> went to see you at life church the you were at the fisher's campus um and uh, all the people were very nice when we got there we normally see you at noblesville we got there and we said well you know we we kind of just follow micah around we're kind of just you know <laughs> we're, we're just are like uh, groupies for, for Micah. and i'm sitting there talking to <laughs> micah before the service and some nice lady comes up to micah and I don't know if I'm quoting it exactly correct, but she just walks up to him and goes, I really like your politics. Hmm. And I thought, how often does this happen to you that you're preaching and people just come up and go, I really like your politics. If anything has future congressmen written all over it, right. it's right before the guy's about to preach and the lady goes- At church. I really like your politics. Yeah. Does that happen to you a lot? Well-
1: it does actually. I mean, a lot of our our growth at Life Church has been because people are hungry for truth. And and here's this this concept that the church has to stay out of politics is so foreign to what our founders ever envisioned. People say, "Oh, separation of church and state." I got news for those people who say that the founders wanted the church to stay out of the state. It wasn't that way at all. It was the state is not allowed to go into the church, but our founders knew that if it wasn't for the church getting involved to hold the state accountable to the moral principles of God's teaching, then we wouldn't be able to have liberty and freedom for everyone. And so, so really, the church—and this is what Charlie Kirk and Turning uh, TP USA Faith and uh, you know Turning Point, what they're doing—and I'm a partner partnered with them—it's getting the church to reengage in these really important conversations because. For some reason, the church has allowed the, the world to say that the, the most important issues of our day are political, like marriage or abortion or things of like border security or all these things. But God has he has stated what he says on these really important topics. But the church stays out of it now because we're told as pastors, oh, that's political. You can't get involved. And and we at Life Church, we wholeheartedly reject that. We we say this is what God says about these political issues. And you need to align with God's word and no one else's, and that, and that's, and people love it. I mean, people are coming in droves. Are saying this is why we we got involved at Life Church. We want boldness and truth, and we wanna we want to know what God says, and we want to go there. Yeah, so, it was. Just, so I, it I was, love it.
0: it. Well, it was interesting for me because I've heard before in my direct correspondence with people, I loathe your politics. <laughs> I despise your politics. <laughs> I'd like to see you thrown in a vat of acid for your politics it's where the people say I love your politics so I just wonder what that was like to you know kind of get greeted with that uh people would like to learn more about you your charm your general charisma where can they do that
1: yeah, you can go to MicahBeckwith.com. dot uh, com. Also, our church website is LifeChurchIN.com, dot com, and we've got uh, five campuses you can check out. And then, or just follow me on Facebook, uh, Micah Beckwith for uh, Indiana, Micah Beckwith for Indiana. And then, uh, yeah, you can you can learn all about what's happening within the world of faith and politics. I love it. So, appreciate both of you guys. You know, Casey and Rob, you guys do an amazing job. I love your politics, Rob. So There you go, <laughs> go. Micah Beckwith. Thank you, my friend. Hey, thanks, guys. It's
0: Kendall and Casey on 93WIBC.